to the Hot and Cold Fantasy Football Podcast. It is your host, Grant Horch, alongside my friend, co-host, and fantasy football analyst, Alex Kreiser. What is up with you? How is your weekend? What's up, Grant? I'm, do- I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Advanced in a few of my leagues, but unfortunately, did get eliminated in a few. Ah, uh, same here. I, uh, I advanced in one. I lost in one. Uh... Yeah, overall, I think it was a pretty good week 16, or not week 16, week 15 for me. Uh, guys, as always, go follow us on social media, on TikTok, at the Hot and Cold FF, and on Instagram, hot under, uh, FF underscore hot underscore cold. Uh, we have all of you guys locked and loaded with content up until May, so very excited about that. Uh, let's just get into it. Uh, it was a very good Thursday night football game. Uh, I, a lot of people, including me, didn't think it was that great of a game with the two matchups, but it ended up being a great game. It went into OT. We got to see a little Marcus Mariota because Derek Carr went out early with a hamstring injury. We do not know the significance of that yet. Uh, just assume Marcus Mariota will be starting uh, this week. Um, I know it was a big boss week for Keenan Allen. I know he probably lost a lot of you guys some leagues, so that was disappointing. Uh, maybe Austin Eckler too, but Herbert had a good game with 27 points. Um, Josh Jacobs had a good game, put up around 27 points, and Waller had a, a beast game around 31 points. And uh, Mariota had a good game too, I think, put up around 25, um, something like that. Um, how do you think Mariota played? I thought he played really good, Alex. What about you? Yeah, I was really impressed with Mariota. I was really surprised to see that guy, you know. Everyone thought he was just a bust, could only be a backup. But I think I think he's proven that he still has that potential that he had coming up coming out of the draft four years ago. So uh, that that was pretty cool to watch. Darren Waller, he looked great as usual, and it was just a really fun game, definitely. Um, Jets upset the Rams. I mean, it was a set. I think it was a seventeen point uh or seventeen over under on DraftKings. Something like that. And uh, Jared Goff just played horrible. Um, I, I That game was just completely on the Rams. I, did the Jets – okay. Did the, did the Jets lose? Were they losers even though they won that game? For sure, for sure. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is one of the biggest draft prospects. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe ever. Maybe ever. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a loss. It doesn't do anything. But obviously – for all these players, it's great for them to win. They don't care about the franchise. It's just the owners, the, the top of the board, they, they're screwed. They're screwed. I mean, there's really – there's Trevor Lawrence in that draft class, and then there's everyone else 10 rows behind. I mean, that's a huge loss for them. But for the Rams part, you know, it happens. Every game every, – every Super Bowl team needs to have a fluke game. The Chiefs, the fluke game against the Raiders – the Buccaneers against the Saints. I've said this so many times. Th- this loss, I mean, obviously the Rams have had a few bad losses, but this one is just ideal if they want to have a Super Bowl c- success. I agree. I think the Trevor Lawrence thing's going to be very interesting because he's for sure probably – I he's for sure the best draft prospect since Andrew Luck came out um, of the draft. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this one plays out. Uh, Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a lot of options. He he grew up in that South Georgia era uh, area near Jacksonville, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see if he even wants to go to the ja- uh the Jags. This can be interesting. No team ever tries to lose, but Week Seventeen could be an interesting uh, game versus the Colts for Jacksonville. The, Chris Boucher, the GM of the Colts, just might be like, you know, guys, we can't have Lawrence or Lawrence in our division. Uh, so they could lose that game on purpose, but each player's going to try to try hard. Um, with the Jets upset with the Rams, I mean, Gase doesn't care. He just wants to win. Uh, he's not going to be there next year. I mean, that's just probably not. Um, and I'm happy for the players. They actually they play really hard, and uh, they should have gotten a win last week, uh, a few weeks ago versus the Raiders, but uh, at least they got this one. A uh, huge one last night. Uh, if you if you followed us on TikTok, Alex and I had a huge game in the playoffs. He needed 16 points from the Steelers' defense. He did not get it. But 
Steelers have lost three straight. Alex, where are you at with them right now? I mean, they had a lot of busts last night besides Deontay Johnson. I, mean, I think it's very clear that they are not a top eight team. Top eight, yes. I mean, they just have looked terrible. Terrible. And I I think that the I think the Bengals played really hard. You know, this is a great division rivalry. And the Bengals just gave it their all. You'd love to see it. But, yes, in another one of my leagues, I needed five points out of the Steelers, and they got six. So I, I made the championship by one point. That's always really exciting. But not the point. The Steelers, you know, they're, they're going to be good in the playoffs. They're, they're going to put up a fight for sure. Are they, though? Definitely... I, could they beat Cleveland? I think they can beat Cleveland. I think they can beat – the only two teams I think they can't beat are the Steelers. And, I mean, not the Steelers. The Bills, the Chiefs, and maybe the Ravens. I think they can beat the Dolphins if they make it. I think they can beat the Colts, maybe the Titans. Well, we're going to see that this week, so that, that's going to possibly a playoff That's true. Preview. That's very true. But, yeah, I mean, you're panicking, of course, if you're the Steelers. But I just think they, they just got to get their stuff together, get that chemistry back. They got to get Big Ben going again. He just looked terrible. And then they I know Connor's not very good, but they still need Connor back. They need to establish that. They're going to draft their running back, I think. For sure, I agree with that. Um, this is where I'm at with Pittsburgh right now, to be honest with you. Um, I thought that was a great coach game by Zach Taylor. I thought he might have. Honestly saved his job after last night's game. I don't think he deserves to be the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think he's that great of a leader. And I feel like he just has no business being the head coach. He he never really called plays. He was just under McVay's system, just chilling as the OC. So uh, if I'm Cincy, I might be firing him after uh, this season. But for but for Big Ben, I, I, I didn't think he looked that great last night. I, I don't think a lot of people did. I thought he wasn't throwing accurate passes. I thought he was missing receivers. Uh, he's just, he really just didn't look comfortable out there. Uh, I'm sure that that will be changed, and uh, Mike Tomlin will get the team back in order. Um, Bills, Josh Allen, I think he's third in MVP voting right now. The Bills are really just a great team. Cole Beasley is the most underrated wide receiver in the league right now. And he's right now he's the wide receiver eleven in in fantasy. He's right right beside DJ Moore. Uh, Cole Beasley's just been so good this year. He's really made Josh Allen a better player. He's so good in the slot. He gets a lot of receptions per game. I think the Bills they have a really good culture under Sean McDermott. Uh, Alex, what did you take away from that win? And then let's just talk about Denver after. It's great. It was a really, really good game. And seeing, you know, a bunch of young guys like that come together, it's really awesome. Yeah, what you said about Beasley. Dude's a beast. Dude is a beast. He's just, he's been everything for that team. No one expected that for sure. And he just, I mean, it's really, for me, it's been the most surprising thing this season. I thought, you know, I've gotten a few trades for Beasley, and I I just didn't want that guy. He's like 31 years old, and he's hitting his prime now. And he's been amazing for that Buffalo team. They also sure. didn't have John Brown most of the season, too. Yeah, he's been great with John Brown out. But even – I mean, he's definitely better than John Brown. He's yeah, definitely for proven sure, for that. Sure. So, it's, it's really awesome. It sucks that he's, you know, hitting his prime at age 31, which is always terrible. You, you think uh... – you think they'll fire Vic Vangie after the season? I think they should. The Broncos? Oh. I, I love hate Vic, to see that guy go. I, yeah. I know. I love him, but I think he should. I think, I don't know. I think if you're John Elway, I think she get fired too, but they're not going to fire him because of his name and how he won a Super Bowl for Denver. But I, I think Vic, I think Vic has to go. I think the past two coaches they've brought in, they've, um, They've been defensive guys, and they need to bring in offensive coordinator. This is the perfect destination for Brian Dumball or Arthur Smith. And, guys, we're going to talk about the head coaching vacancies and the firings in a few weeks after the fantasy season is over. Like we said, we have all of you guys. We have all content locked and loaded until May. But I think that's a good, they're going to have to decide what they want to do with Drew Locke. That's all going to play. I mean, that's going to turn out. We'll see how that turns out in free agency. Now, let's go to Tom Brady and that comeback win. 
different team. He played. He played on a different team, but he but he won in the same building against the same team. He had a huge comeback, huge. I mean, is Tampa like a fourth quarter team now these days? I mean, they they came back against the Chargers a few weeks ago. Yeah, it, it, it it's pretty good, but my 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 ceiling of Tampa goes it's through the roof their ceiling. But I just don't think Brady has it. Don't get me wrong, you look brand in the fourth quarter, but if you can't play the first half well, then you you're not going anywhere. You need to be a you need to play the game through four quarters. You see a lot of yeah. these teams, you know, you play a great first half and suck the second and vice versa. And if you want to be a Super Bowl team or even, you know, win a playoff game, you have to play, you know, you have to play all how many minutes? 60 minutes of that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Nice to see Antonio Brown get into the end zone. And Fournette played very good, too. Um, Hurts versus Kyler, they both played out of their mind. Hurts at around 39 fantasy points. Um, this is what I want to say about Kyler. I thought he had a great game. But Philly was missing three out of their top four corners. He, Kyler still played great. But uh, I thought that was probably the game of the week. What was your takeaway from Jalen Hurts? And Adam Schefter reported uh, the day uh, that, that Sunday morning that Carson Wentz wants no, he does not want to be a backup at all, so he'd want to get traded if, this, if he were to be in the situation next year. Possibly to Phil- not Philadelphia, possibly to in Indianapolis. I think that's really the most obvious destination for him right now. Um, yeah, what what was your takeaway of Jalen Hurts? He looked great. I'm definitely a Jalen Hurts supporter. I'm, I'm on the bandwagon for sure. He looked, you know, he didn't look that much worse than Kyler. I'm one of the biggest Kyler supporters there is, and. He literally looked exactly like he looked just Kyler, but just a little bit worse. And yeah. I would expect him. I'm I'm expecting top five quarterback numbers next season for him, if he's gonna play like that. And once they may not be next year, but they will they will get a go to receiver. They will Possibly eventually. Jamar Chase this season. Uh, yeah, the they could definitely they could definitely draft an early wide receiver. I would love to see them do that. That would and definitely be my cop. Yeah, Rager could turn out to be something. You never know. Full gun, he's still really good. I don't know why they don't use him, but hopefully they use him. And Goddard is a beast. Sanders, really good. May not put up the fantasy stats, but really good yeah. player. And I love this Eagles offense next season. But we'll get more on that in the offseason. But for week 16, my starting hurts? I, I think so. I you got to start versus Dallas. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, he's, he's got the golden matchup in the in, you know, I, I was listening to this podcast, and he said that Jalen Hurts is actually the safest safest quarterback to start week 15, the safest, because he has that floor of about, you know, 12, 15 points because of his rushing attack. And I just – I really like this kid, and he's, he's going to be really good. Well, for Kyler, nothing really to talk about there. He's a beast. All right, here's my question for you. Are you going to go this week, Jalen Hurts versus Dallas – or Josh Allen at New England. That's tough. I mean, it's Monday Night Football with Allen, so I'll probably go Hurts. I'm going Hurts too. I it's... I don't want to trust Allen going into Gillette, even though there's no fans, uh, and even though New England's uh, they can't go into the playoffs anymore. I I, I still I I can't go with. Uh, Allen and the way in the way uh, Jalen's been playing lately. I'm yeah, going Hurts Jalen Hurts. Is, Hurts is confident just through the roof right now. It, it's insane. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, The Ravens destroyed Jacksonville. I mean, they have an easy schedule. I think they're going to get in, and I think they're going to go farther than most people think. Um, Marquise Brown's playing really playing good all of a sudden. Um. Dobbins had a very good game. He put up around 15 fantasy points. It was a decent game. Uh, he got into the end zone. He's gotten a touchdown on four straight games. So really happy with his production lately. That does Bryant finally got into the end zone first time since I think it was 2018 or 2019. Nice to see him get in. 
Uh, James Robinson played out of his mind, but then he got hurt. We don't know the significance of that injury yet. Um, this guy's the first round pick now, too. Don't you agree? Who? James Robinson. Definitely not. He's gonna oh. fall all, all the way. Do I love? Do I like James Robinson next year with Trevor Lawrence? Yes, but people are gonna have him late second, early third. I can I can bet you anything that people are just gonna say, "Oh, he's on the Jaguars," you know that. But he's he's gonna put up numbers if he's healthy, and also coming off an injury, he's definitely gonna fall late. But for the Ravens, you're so happy if you are the Ravens. They're really gonna go. Marquise Brown's heating up exactly what they needed. Does Brian found the end zone? Awesome. He could be a solid WR two for that team. And then Andrews is gonna do his thing. And same with Lamar and Dobbins. So I'm definitely stoked if I'm the Ravens. I think they're gonna make the playoffs for sure. I think they're gonna go farther than most people expect. Oh yeah, I could see them taking on the Chiefs in the conference championship for sure. <laughs> You there? Grand lost you there. All right, next, let's go on to the booms. Not sure what's up with Grant's connection, but hopefully he gets back in. Justin Herbert played an outstanding game on Thursday Night Football. We talked about that. Dude, dude, just a beast. He's an automatic playoff start for sure. Next, Darren Waller. Darren Waller was amazing. He's going to put up his numbers. He's a must-start throughout the entire playoffs for sure. And he's he's the second-best tight end, in my opinion. Next, the Bills. You know, we talked about that. We finally saw Singletary do something. And that that's it, it, it's awesome, for sure. And I think he could be a potential start in the playoffs against the Patriots' run deep that have been struggling big time. And then Diggs and Beasley – more in the Bills' offense starts for sure, and even Zach Moss had a nice game. I think he was rushing at eight point three yards per carry, something like that, which is just amazing. That's exactly what this team needs if they want to, you know, advance in the playoffs. Next, we got DJ Moore. DJ Moore with an awesome game. But very exciting to see that guy. You know, he's actually been quietly really good for the Panthers. And as a great WR2 for most people's fantasy teams. You know, he's got he's getting he had twelve no, he had like twenty fantasy points. He had twenty-two fantasy points this week, and he's getting the targets, eight carry eight targets, nine targets, eleven targets, seven targets. He's great, and I definitely see him as a start the next, you know, whatever weeks. And you know, he's he's not quite finding the end zone yet, but I, I, I could see that changing very, very soon. Next, we got Aaron Jones. I mean, he's just been, he's been really, really consistent, not only for the Packers, but for fantasy owners. He might not be, I mean, he had a great game, but, you know, earlier in the season, we saw him light up for like a 40-point game, even last year, you know. He would go off every once in a while, and he's not really doing that this year. Thirty-one points, amazing, but eventually, I don't know about this year, but next year he's gonna have those forty-point games. He's just been a great, consistent player for all fantasy owners and for the Green Bay Packers to rely on at all times. So that you always love to see that for sure. Next, David Montgomery. There's nothing more to say with me. He's – dude's a beast for sure. I, I, I've always seen him as a top 10 running back in the NFL. Now other people are finally saying that just because he's succeeding now. But even when he wasn't, I see how hard that guy is to take to take down. And he's a beast. You know, 32 rushes is just outstanding. And he's gotten 25-plus in the last four games, which is just insane, insane. So very excited to see that guy moving and. You know, I think he, I'm not sure if he was the RB one, but he was definitely a top three running back this week, and I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes week 16 as the RB one. I could just see them getting the Bears getting an early nice like they did against the Vikings, and then the Jags rush is is just terrible. So I could definitely see him going off for sure. 
Next, we got Watson and Watson. Nothing really to talk about there. But David Johnson, David Johnson, for the first time this season, he's been on the Boons. Obviously, I know some people took him as like a late third-round pick, which was just delusional to me. But when that guy's been healthy, he hasn't been good, but he hasn't been bad. You know, he's he's had a floor of like he's had a floor of like ten points and getting eleven catches for a hundred and six yards. It's just crazy. I mean, and even eight carries for twenty-seven yards. It's not good, but he can hopefully find the end zone in Week Sixteen with a good matchup against Cincinnati. Another guy that has just been really inconsistent, but really good at the same time, Corey Davis. He's like, I'm not sure what he act, what the exact number is, but I think he's like 18th in the league in receiving yards. And people really, people are still hesitating to start him. And I mean, it, he's just been great for them. So definitely get Corey Davis in your lineups. And even next year, I really like him. I, I like him as a fifth round pick for sure. I think, I mean, I, he's going to free agency. So we'll see what happens there. So I definitely, definitely like him. And okay, I mean, 100 yards and then two of the last three games, it's great. And he's got a really good matchup and I, he's against Green Bay. So I could see him. You know, I could see another 20-plus week for him. Very very pumped about him. And then also for the Titans, obviously, there's Derrick Henry. Nothing to talk about there. Another great matchup against Green Bay. So I could see him also finishing as a top three running back this week. We talked about this. Tom Brady had a great comeback win. But we don't really need to talk about him. Evans and A.B. I know A.B. just said the long ball, so it's kind of tough to start him. Not very a consistent player, but, you know, if you're in a PPR league, I think you can put him in as a low-end flex. But I wouldn't be, like, forcing him into your lineups because he had one big catch. And then Mike Evans went over 100 yards for the first time in a while. And he, he had his first great game without finding the end zone. He's been touchdown reliant since week one, this guy. And obviously, you know, Getting a guy like that that's such a relight isn't always the worst thing you can do, but getting over 100 yards for him was a huge boost and really boosts anyone's confidence going into Week 16. He got a great matchup against Detroit, and he's gone over 100 yards since Week 4. Week 4, he's really just been touchdown relying, inconsistent, but that's great to see. I know he only had 17 points, but a it was really fun to watch seeing him finally go off. You know, I know he's been getting the touchdowns, but the Buccaneers needed more of that guy for sure, and he sure delivered. Calvin Ridley, finally. I I'm not, I don't want to say finally, but finally, like, went off in the playoffs. He, he's been really great, but really inconsistent at the same time all season, and he blew up in the playoffs, so... It's great to see. That's what you want out of your fantasy players for sure. Matt Ryan looked very great this weekend. I think Calvin Ridley can be a top five wide receiver this next week. He plays KC. They're going to be playing from behind like they do most weeks. And, you know, the past three weeks, 10 tar- – no, past five weeks, nine targets, nine targets, 10 targets, 12, 14. That's insane. The last three weeks he's gone over 100 yards. This guy is a must-start. It's a must-start for sure. And what do I do with Matt Ryan? He's just been terrible with Julio out. I'm not expecting Julio to return. I just think they're not going to risk, you know, injuring that guy again. So I still am not starting Matt Ryan. If you stream, I'd rather start Jalen Hurts. I'd rather start Matt Stafford, even Drew Brees. He could have a great bounce-back game for sure. We talked about this, Lamar and Marquise Brown. Lamar is just playing back to his MVP self. Me, I'm one of the biggest Lamar haters you're going to find. Not hater, just Lamar overrated, not as good as people claim him to be. You know, I've always said that I think Ryan Tannehill is better than him. A lot of quarterbacks, more than five, are definitely better than him. But 
back-to-back 30-plus. You got to be really happy if you're Lamar owner going into week 16. You know, 20, 30 points, 40 points, 34 points. And then he's got a fair matchup against the Giants. He's definitely a great quarterback option this next week for sure. And are we, am I starting Marquise Brown? You know, he's been, we've talked about Marquise Brown several times, how he's been, in our opinion, the main reason of, I don't want to say, I don't want to say Lamar's sophomore slump, but just that whole team's slumpy season. So am I starting Marquise Brown going against the Giants? If James Bradsbury's playing, he's going to have him on him, who's a lockdown corner, which is tough. But him and Lamar, after two years, are finally getting their finally finally getting their chemistry going. Eighteen points this week, 15, 15, 20. You can't sit him. You can't. I mean, unless obviously, if you're in the championship, there's a good chance you have a better option. But I'm definitely doing everything I can to get Marquise Brown into my lab. I don't own Marquise Brown. If I did, I would have dropped him really after he had that streak of three points, six point seven nine. I definitely would have thought heavily about dropping him. So that's definitely a great sign seeing that guy finally play good. And and a big relief for the Ravens going into next year. You know, they're going to need to get Lamar a main target. And they're going to get someone a free agency or draft. I know it for a fact. And he's definitely a great guy to – and this is breaking news just in. Just in. I just just got a thing pop up on my phone. Josh Rosen to sign – with the 49ers. That's because Jimmy Garoppolo may be out. That's that's this is all new. I did not plan to talk about this. But a guy that I'm starting, I picked it up in a few of my leagues, it's Cardinals defense. I just don't see I don't see Josh Rosen doing anything against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals defense the last two games have averaged seven sacks. Seven sacks. So to talk about that, let's definitely get Cardinals defense into our lineup. All right, let's continue with the booms of the week. Next, we got Ahmed. Not sure how to say his name, but you know, I, I want to talk about this. I'm thinking about this. The thing with Salvin Ahmed and Miles Gaskin is you could start one if one of them's out, but if both of them are in, I can't start him. Salvin Ahmed is probably my waiver pickup of the week in case Miles Gaskin is out because I'm 100% starting him against against the Raiders on Saturday football. You know, 23 carries last week, a touchdown, 26 fantasy points. I am no question picking up Selvin Ahmed if I can. But if Miles Gaskin's in, I can't start either of them, really. They're, they're going to split, most likely, because Selvin Ahmed has been great for them. So they're going to split, and I just I, we, we, we don't know what to expect, and you can't take chances in your championship week. So, pick him up, only start him if Miles Gaskin's out. Another guy that had a great week, Logan Thomas. 15 targets for a tight end? That's more than Kelsey. Like, this guy has been a top five, has been a top five tight end as of recently. I am for sure starting Logan Thomas this week. He's just been a beast for that football team offense. With Terry, you know, Terry defenses I don't want to say figuring out that's the wrong word but definitely learning how to shut down Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas has just been a great second option for them I Logan Thomas I can take a victory lap on that one I've been loving this guy since week nine something like that since he started getting really involved in their offense after the Thanksgiving game I think is when I got involved so I definitely love Logan Thomas moving forward next this is a big conversation around the league is Tony Pollard better than Ezekiel Elliott? My answer? We've been saying this since a while. Ever since Zeke's slump with the fumbling, with he's not moving as well, that Tony Pollard is the, is the better running back. He's We've said it like they're the same running back, but Tony Pollard is quicker on his feet. And we even saw it when he had that breakout touchdown, he just – you just did what Zeke is supposed to do, just power through them. But I guess Tony Pollard can do it as well. In my opinion, I think he'll be the RB1 for that team next week. Am I starting him, though? 
going against Philadelphia? I think so. There's a chance that they're going to be playing come from behind football, which is never great. But I'm still starting Tony Pollard. Two touchdowns, 33 points. It's great. And six receptions for 63 yards. Are you kidding? He's really – he's so involved in their offense. If Zeke lights up. But obviously, Zeke's in. I'm not starting Tony Pollard. Next, we got one of my favorite players, favorite wide receivers, Robert Woods and Tyler Higby, both with amazing games. You know, Woods Woods has been really amazing all season. He's been one of the least talked about wide receivers, and, you know, he's not the fastest, he's not the biggest, he's not the tallest, but he gets it done. And, you know, he even had that 40-yard jet sweep, which is, I mean, it's just a great little bonus. Two rushing touchdowns in the season coming from those jet sweeps. And he's going to find the end zone. And this coming up week going against Seattle, I could see him finishing as the top, I don't want to say five, top seven wide receiver. Because the targets are going to come his way, for sure, for sure. And he's a great receiver. You know, the three things you're going to look at is opportunity, you know, it's is he good at football? Yes. Is he gonna get the targets? For sure. And is he on a good enough offense? For sure. So I definitely like Robert Woods and I see Mc I see Sean McVay to hundred percent bounce back from the terrible loss against the New York Jets. And I could see him definitely coming off with another twenty point week. So fire up Robert Woods this coming up week for sure. You know, next, Jalen Hurts. We already talked about him. I'm not going to get into that. And same with Kyler Murray and Diop. But another guy that went off, an old fantasy star, is Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard. He's, you know, ever since Mixon went out, he's took the lead as the, he's took the job as the lead back, and he just has been bad. He just has not been, the, you know, the same Giovanni Bernard that we saw a few years ago. But... He didn't really have a great game, which people don't realize. He just happened to find the end zone twice. Am I picking up a Nard if I had a Cam Akers go out? If I got someone else, you know, out? I think so, maybe, because there's a solid chance he comes into the, to, into the end zone. And 25 carries? you got to love that for sure. But I'm not forcing Gio into my lineup for sure. I know he's got a good matchup, but. The dude can't really move like he used to, and this is an interesting stat. His yards per carry has been terrible. 3.3, 2.7, 2.5, 2.0, 3.9. I can go on and on. 1.9, 2.9. I can go on and on. It's terrible. The only week they had a good um, yards per carry was week four, and he had two carries for 19 yards, and one of them was an 11-yard carry. So... And as long of the season is a 15-yard carry. He can't break it. He can't really break one. So it's definitely a risky start. But if you, if you think he can find the end zone, go with it. Go go with your gut. But my number one thing is start your guys. Start your guys for sure. And he, he's not really one of your guys. So pick him up as a safety option, but don't necessarily start him right away. Next, a guy that really, as much as I don't like the Steelers, it was really cool to see him come off from that terrible game, Deontay Johnson, and then perform to the, I don't want to say level he's been playing all year, but this guy's potential, Deontay Johnson, it's through the roof. He has one of his second-year wide receiver. He's just, he's got the speed. He's got the yards after the catch. And once that guy gets his catching ability a lot better, he could really be a great option for the Steelers. And he's been, he's been great this year for fantasy. 20 points, 21, 13, 23, 25. Sitting a lot better than I was the 29. A lot better than I thought. And dude's a stud. He could be the next Antonio Brown. That's what I've heard a few people say. I do not like him to compare someone to Antonio Brown. But this dude's great. And he's got the mindset. I don't know if you were listening to the game, but. They kept saying how he came three hours early for just a regular game. It's great to see. 
Great motivation. 13 targets, and he got left the game in, like, the third, fourth quarter. It's awesome for sure. Targets are there. The volume's there. If he's somehow playing, I'm getting him into your lineups, fire him up. But if he's not, it is what it is. I'm definitely looking to drop Deontay Johnson next season. Another guy that has really been sneaky good this season, a guy that I've always claimed to be one of the biggest busts this season, Melvin Gordon. I know he's been – a lot of people said, what were the Broncos doing signing Melvin Gordon? You know, he's not the same player he used to be. And to be honest, I agree. He doesn't look that good. But if he's going to find the end zone one to two times a game, I'm for sure getting into my lineup. You know, 24 points this week, 12 points the last week, 20 points week 13. I'm not going to count week 12, that garbage game against the Saints. And then 22 points against Miami. So the last four weeks, he's been a consistent 20 plus three out of four of those games. So I'm definitely, I'm, you know, one of my leagues, I had Cam Akers and Christian McCaffrey. And I think Melvin Gordon's going to go into my lineup. You know, he's, he's been really getting more carries than Phil Lindsay. He, he is involved in the pass game, four catches last week, second most on the season. And he's got a decent matchup against the Chargers. So fire Melvin Gordon up, to be honest. I'm very pumped. His success. All right. Next, let's get into some guys that were very cold this week. Let's start off, you know, I don't, I don't want to call it a miss. I, let's call it a miss. Probably my biggest miss of the season, Cam Akers. I was so pumped about him. So pumped. I owned him in like three of my leagues. I was so happy about Cam Akers. He'd been playing great, going against the Jets. I definitely loved him. And then, you know, he, he got injured a few times in the game. And overall, just that that judge just shut him down. I don't really want to talk about him because he's going to be out week 16, maybe week 17, maybe even for the playoffs. But coming off a game with 5.9 yards per carry and 170 yards, I expected way more volume than seven points. So very disappointing. And the only problem is you would think, all right, let's go pick up Daryl Henderson. Or, but you can't because there's Malcolm Brown. And Malcolm Brown is going to get carries too. They're going to split. I can bet you anything. So I can't start. I can't start anyone in that Rams backfield, sadly. Just when I thought there was a clear number one back, there definitely is not. Another guy that was super cool is Drew Locke. Drew Locke, we're going to talk about a ton this offseason. Don't really want to get into it right now because that. They're not really affecting anyone's fantasy playoffs. Next, a guy that I'm freaking out about, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake has been a really consistent WR2, not WR2, RB2. I've had several doubts about Kenyon Drake, and then I've had several, you know, this guy's the real deal. But he got outcarried by Chase Edmonds, and that's really concerning. Really concerning. Only 10 carries for the following week. He had 23. But Kenny Drake's going to be inconsistent. He's going to be. He had 18 points, 15 points, and 24 points the last three weeks. And 16 the week prior. And then he comes out and puts 2.6 yards per carry. So he's going to be inconsistent. And you got to accept that. Am I starting him? I think so. I think so. He's going he's gonna to get in the end zone. He gets a ton of rushing touchdowns. Eight on Nine on the season. And and lately, you know, if he's going to get you two catches a game for 20 yards, that's a nice little four-point bonus. So I'm looking to start Kenny Drake, even with the slumpy game. But definitely concerning that Chase Edmonds outcarried him, for sure. Another guy that everyone was happy about, Mike Davis. Mike Davis has been really overrated this season. He's been he's been a good good backup. But a lot of people are saying that, like, this guy isn't any – isn't any worse than Christian McCaffrey, which is just delusional for me. Delusional. Mike Davis, he's good. He's not bad. He's good. But most of his points is coming from touchdowns. Like a large percent of his points are just him finding the end zone, and he's not very fast. He's not 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 in the not in the best shape, and he really can't move that fast. And his yards per carry is never. You know, when you had that big streak from weeks three to week, let's see, week week six, week week three to week 
six, yeah. He had 15 points, 25 points, 24, 30. His yards per carry, 3.5, not great. 5.2, solid. 5.6, pretty good. But it's nothing special. And it's really pissing me off that people... And in a week prior, he had 26 fantasy points. But only his yards per carry is 4.6, which is fine. So people heavily overrated him. And if CMC is out, it's tough for me to start him going against Washington. I'm definitely doubting... Mike Davis this next week if CMC's injury continues to bother him. Another guy just hasn't been performing consistently this entire season, Tyler Lockett. I'm a huge Tyler Lockett supporter, but he's just really inconsistent. And it's been really disappointing to see his downfall this season. After he had like that 40, 50 point game, a lot of people were super happy about Tyler Lockett saying that he was a WR1. I've always seen him as a high-end WR2. But seven points this week, not great. Ten points in the following, not great. Twelve, five, it's not that good. Not that good. So I'm definitely concerned about Tyler Lockett. I know I know he's been a reliable WR2, but it's a, it's a tough start going against Jalen Ramsey and the rest of that Rams secondary. But I'm still going to start him. And I'm just, it's tough, but you're going to get him into your lineup. You got to start your guys in the championship week. Next, we got Cooper Cup. He's really, a really good player. He definitely passes the eye test. And he's one of the best slot receivers. I think he might be the best slot receiver in the NFL. But for fantasy, he doesn't find the end zone. He's three touchdowns on the season. That's just not good. That's not what you want out of your WR2. So I'm definitely concerned about Cooper Cup. But I'm still starting him. He's three touchdowns in the year. It's not good. But I'm still starting him for sure. He's going to get you some yards. You know, back-to-back games with only 30 yards. It's definitely concerning. But he's got a golden matchup. Fire up Cooper Cup week 16. I said it with Robert Woods. He can finish his top eight. And then I can see Cooper Cup finishing as a top 12. Is it concerning his volume the last couple weeks? For sure. But he's going to step it up. And I see a huge bounce back week for Cooper Cup in the Rams. Next, Drew Brees. It was really sucked to see that guy come back and just struggle like he did. He couldn't really find anyone open this entire game. I think the loss of Michael Thomas was definitely the main factor in that. He's been in the league for 20 years now. He, I think he's kind of done. I hope they could win the Super Bowl this year so he just goddamn retires eventually. But he probably won't. I know he had 25 fantasy points. It just looked bad, the game, for him. So I just wanted to include him in here. And I'm definitely not starting Drew Brees the following week because he's just not healthy, and it's just a, a big risk. Another guy that just was really consistent for – a good chunk of the middle part of the season, Wayne Gallman, but then he's kind of fallen downhill the last couple of weeks. You know, is he a good low-end flex play? Maybe, maybe, but I'm definitely not high on Wayne Gallman coming off of that game. I think he's a super underrated back. Everyone says Saquon's so talented because he gets it done with that terrible O-line, but he's been he's been a real step up for that team and I'm definitely I'm still starting him I know we played Baltimore the rest is all right I'm still starting him there's a good chance he finds the end zone he's been getting a lot of touchdowns this season and he's he's getting the volume for sure for sure getting the volume he had his least amount of carries since week five last week but I expect against Baltimore around 15 carries and a touchdown next Let's go to Juju. Juju is just getting so much hate around the league. It's a topic I wanted to talk about Grant, but he's got his connection issues. Not sure what's going on with there. But he will be back next week for sure. Juju, he's been a consistent fantasy play as a low, as a high-end flex WR2. Not re- I mean, he was probably worth the pick, like a fifth-round pick, I want to say. He was taken, but 2.5 in the fumble. Boy, I felt bad for him after that hit. I would still start him this coming up week against the Colts. 
it's a tough matchup for sure. But I, I expect, again, I said I'm saying it with the Rams. I'm saying it with the Steelers. They're going to bounce back for sure. And Juju's been finding the end zone all season. Seven to eight touchdowns in the season. It's great for sure. And but Big Ben still loves him. And if Deontay Johnson's out, I for sure like him even more. I think that's all the colds. Now let's get into some waivers for the week. Let's start off with Logan Thomas. I can't I can't say it enough. This guy is definitely a top five tight end play for this coming up week. Giovanni Bernard talked about him. Same with Selvin Ahmed. But the guy I want to talk about, George Kittle. George Kittle, I haven't heard his name in a while, right? There's a good chance he comes back. With Josh Rosen as the quarterback, I don't know. Do, do I start him? I don't know. But if you're dead at the tight end position, like, I know there's really only like eight reliable tight ends. I don't know if you, you'd be in the championship with a non-reliable one. But let's say you just had Ebron. Let's say you'd Cole Komet, who had a bad week. Let's say you had Hawkinson. You're worried about him, which I'm not. But let's say you are. George Kittle, I don't know if he's dropping some leagues. In one of a few of my leagues, he was. It's not a bad pickup if you really need a tight end. If you really have zero tight end, I'm starting George Kittle. He's going to be limited fashion, but if you're dead at the tight end position, you got to start him. All right, let's go into some Week 16 matchups. We're going to do only the big games. Let's start off with the Christmas Day game, the Rams and the Vikings. Drew Brees, let's hope he gets his stuff together. I could just see... I could just see Delvin Cook playing an amazing game for the Vikings. And I, I like Adam Thielen for sure. You know, I'm a little worried about the Saints. It, it was definitely concerning seeing Drew Brees play hurt. You hate to see it. But I still like a few of those guys. I like Kamara. If Michael, Michael Thomas is in the IR, I don't really like any Saints wide receivers. Next, let's talk about Saturday day game, Cardinals-Niners. I just want to talk about Josh Rosen. This news was very new to me. Couldn't really gather my thoughts on it. I just got an alert on my phone that said Josh Rosen is signing with the Niners. So I'm starting Cardinals defense for sure. That guy has not done anything in the NFL. And the Cardinals defense has looked really good. I know they allowed 27 points to Jalen Hurts, but he's they, he's really been – their defense has been really been a lot of pressure. Hassan Reddick has been a big boost with Chandler Jones after the season. And Buda Baker has been great. But who knows? C.J. Beathard could end up starting for them. Don't sleep on that. But even if he's starting, you still got to start that Cardinals defense. And I'm definitely starting Hopkins, obviously. Starting Kyler. Kyler could be another top five fantasy player this week. Next, let's talk about... Giants-Ravens, big games for both teams. Giants will fight to keep their playoffs alive. And same with the Ravens. I think we see another blowout. Cole McCoy is just not that good. They have no run game. And the Ravens are playing with the confidence in the world. And I'm starting Marquise Brown. I'm starting Dobbins. I'm starting Andrews. I'm starting Lamar. Is there anyone on the Giants I'm starting? I don't think so. I don't think so. Evan Ingram has not been good. I know he got I know he got voted into the Pro Bowl. We're gonna talk about the Pro Bowl. I think in two weeks. I'm not sure. We're definitely gonna talk about who got snubbed, who shouldn't have been in it, whatever. All of that. So I'm not starting anyone in the Giants. Maybe Wayne Gallman, maybe. But I'm definitely not too confident on it. Next, this is a big game. Colts versus the Steelers. This could affect the seeding in the playoffs. This could affect this. This could be a big game for the Steelers. If they can bounce back and win this one, this can really show how they are an elite team. Coming off three bad losses, they really step it up. I'd be really happy with the Steelers. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. I wouldn't be surprised. But for the Colts, I'm starting Taylor. There's no wide receivers I trust. They're very inconsistent. Taylor's probably the only guy for the Colts for the Steelers. I'm starting Juju. And maybe Connor if he's healthy. I'm not sure. But we we could be a low could could end up being a low scoring game. So I'm not really confident in starting Colts or Steelers. We don't really know what to expect in this game, to be honest. 
expect the unexpected for this game for sure. Next, we got a huge game in the NFC. Seahawks taking on the Rams. Whoever wins this game, I believe, wins the division. And I, I could definitely see this being a really tight game. The Rams are going to bounce back for sure and look like a Super Bowl team once again. And for the Seahawks, DK, he's going to have another big game for sure. And they're going to really they're going to really use that run game with Hyde and Carson for sure. And Russ could be a great – Russ, I know it's against the Rams, which is a tough defense, but it's Russ in a great – in a big division game. I can see Russ being a top-five quarterback play easy, even top three potentially. For the Rams, again, you can't start those running backs, but I love both wide receivers for sure. Next, let's talk about Monday Night Football. It's the final game. Bills taking on the Patriots. This could be a fun one. In my league, I'm going against a guy that has Allen and Diggs, so I'm definitely going to be watching this one very intensely. I'm expecting, I hate to say it, I'm expecting Allen and Diggs to go off again. And same with Cole Beasley. They have been so good, so good. And the Patriots' defense is really overrated, to be honest. I know a lot of people like to say, I, I think Gilmore's hurt, but they got J.C. Jackson. You know, they, they got a few guys, but they don't really. They, they, their rush D has just not been the same since, I don't know, a while ago. Last year, even, the rush D this entire season has just been weak. You know, we saw, we saw, what's his name? We saw Cam Akers go off against them. We've seen several running backs just feast on them. And I wouldn't be surprised. Singletary could be a sneaky start this week with how the Patriots rush D has been playing. You know, we saw Selvin Ahmed. That's who I was going to say. In the last two games, they have allowed 250 rush yards and 186. That is, that is like double the amount of pass yards they're letting up, which gives me confidence in going against Allen Diggs. But I just, I just see the whole unit of the Buffalo offense destroying the Patriots defense. No doubt about it. And there's definitely no one I'm starting on that dead Patriots offense. Just dead. And, you know, as a guy that's done seeing the Patriots, you know, dominate the league, it's very happy. But definitely concerning. Bill Belichick will get his stuff together. I could see them, you know, having a winning record next year and being a playoff team. You know, we're going to do a little – for starting sits, we're actually not going to do starting sits this week because we just want to say one thing. This is from Grant as well. I know his connection problems. I don't know what's really happening over there. But start your guys. Start your guys. Just don't try to get a Giovanni Bernard. Don't try to force a Salvin Ahmed. Start your guys that you've been riding with since week one, and you will win your fantasy playoffs. That, that's all I could say. And that's all, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend.